Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. I've been praying about my marriage, and it's as if God isn't listening. He either doesn't care or he doesn't answer, or maybe something wrong with my own prayer life. As a matter of fact, as we advertise this particular program we're doing tonight, somebody posted under there, I'm glad you're talking about this because I was afraid maybe I'm not praying hard enough. Well, we have an expert on prayer tonight. She is a true prayer warrior. Leanne McCoy has spoken all across America. Have you been to other countries as well? I have been to a few other countries. And she has written several books about prayer and about spiritual warfare. I was actually privileged to write an endorsement for one of your books, Spiritual Warfare and Your Family. Welcome to Marriage Radio. Thank you very much. I appreciate (laughs) you inviting me to come over. I am so happy that you're here. Now, we're having, as is sometimes the case, a bit of a technical problem, which (laughs) is not unusual when you have me running the board. (laughs) But we're going to try to work around that. And what we're going to do is if you would like to talk to Leanne and ask questions particularly, but I want to ask you a few questions to begin with, if I may. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as we talk about this, okay, let's start to begin with. Do you do believe? I know you do. So let's mm-hmm. just talk about it a little bit. Now, not everybody who listens to us is a Christian, but many are, mm-hmm. and they believe that prayer works. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you do as well, since you write I about do. it. I do believe that <laughs> okay. prayer works. We'll, we'll talk about that for a minute or two. Okay. Well, maybe the reason that I've written so many books on the subject of prayer is because it it does continue to be a mystery how prayer how prayer works is the mysterious part. Hmm. But the fact that prayer works is something that we can anchor ourselves to and know. God promises in his word that he hears us when we pray, that he answers us when we pray. And so as we trust God and we trust that he hears us, then we trust that answers are on their way. Okay. Now, I I believe that. I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. Yet, you know, we get the kind of questions all the time, but I've right. been praying about this and it's as right. if God is not listening at all. Yes. What do you say to those folks? Well, it can be, you know, obviously there could be some complications in that praying. It could be that we're not understanding how to pray. It could be that there might be barriers and um, that we're not knowingly putting up. In our own prayer life, the scripture talks about some of those. I've written a blog post that lists six reasons that God may not be answering our prayers. But most of the time, it's a matter of the enemy trying to create, let's say, static in the communication between God and us or are believing that there's static there that may or may not be there. I'm I'm intrigued by that. What do you mean by static? Static, I mean trying to confuse the conversation that's going on. And mostly for the believer, the enemy comes into that prayer relationship to knock down your confidence in God. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? An example of how mm-hmm. he does it. Well, an example of talking about praying for our marriage would be that, um, let's say, there's a crisis in your marriage. You just discovered that your spouse is being unfaithful, mm-hmm. and you hit your knees, and you begin to pray. You're in crisis, crying out, and for the next days, weeks, months, 
all you see happening around you is almost in direct opposition to what you're praying. Mm -hmm. And so the devil jumps right in the middle of that. And he says, where do you think God is? What's the matter with you? What's the matter with your prayers? Obviously, and all of that heckling, that's the static begins Mm -hmm. to happen with the ultimate goal being for you to get up off your knees, give up on God, take things into your own hands or just throw your hands up and give up because when we're praying, God is working. And when we're praying, the devil truly has no defense. And so the only thing he can do is try to get us up off our knees and keep us from praying. Okay. Uh, let me get a bit more practical with you. Because I mean, okay. this is intriguing. Oh, by the way, uh, can you tell people how to find your blog? Yes, you can go to leannemccoy.com. Okay, and spell Leanne. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> L-E-I-G-H-A-N-N-M-C-C-O-Y. Okay, mm-hmm. dot com, and, dot com. and you can get your blogs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I went to the site. Yesterday, I guess it was, uh-huh. and I didn't see how to get to the blog. So is well, you can find that today. <laughs> We're in the middle of redoing my site, okay. <laughs> so bear with us. But there are a few on there now because I did that today. Okay, all right. Okay, I was just going to ask what yeah, the secret that's was. Good, though, that's okay. good. All right. So, is God going to make my spouse stop having the affair? Well, does God make anybody do anything? I don't God, think he does. So what am yeah, I? Right. So what should I pray for? Well, um, I, I believe that when you pray, you first of all don't get all complicated about it. Just pour your heart out, because the best connection in prayer is a heart connection with God. And so I just want to say, don't get all complicated about what can I and what can I not pray. You can pray whatever's on your heart, mm-hmm. because God will sort that out. But you can be confident that in scripture, God does give us direction on what he will and won't do. Mm -hmm. God will always work in response to our confidence in him to work. God most likely when we pray is going to mostly have us as an audience. And so he has the most opportunity to do changing in us. He can change us. He can change our way of thinking. He can um, show us things that we could not see before. He can do all kinds of things that will help posture us to be in a better place for our spouse to change without God ever having to make him change. God will just work in the circumstances to make them, let's see how we say it, more conducive to changing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So is it ever reasonable then that people pray specifically about the circumstances? Mm -hmm. I love it when people pray specifically, because if we don't pray in specifics, how do we know if God's answering? And part of our problem, I believe as believers is we pray too religiously. Okay. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. That would be like, God, just be glorified in this situation in my life. I mean, that's a good and honorable prayer to pray, but what does that really mean? What are you really asking for? It's almost like church talk that we don't even understand. Right, right. Hmm. Instead, you could pray, God, just let him get knocked over the head with a brick. That might be (laughs) (laughs) Now, there are people out there writing that down right now. Yeah, yeah. God hit my husband over the head with a brick. Yeah, you won't find that supported by Scripture necessarily. (laughs) Well, but that concept. I mean, it seems like if you read through the Psalms that, that uh, you can be pretty specific, like, God, please, please bring some bad things into yeah. this life. Yeah. Because you were saying earlier, make a person more conducive. Right. So uh, tell me if you think I'm off base or not. I've often encouraged people, okay, I agree with you, Lee, and I don't think God's going to reach out and make somebody mm-hmm. do something. He has no choice. So I said, well, if I were you, I would pray that uh, real obstacles come into their lives, that it just messes up everything they're doing. 
Sure. I had a friend come up and say, I'm praying that his bed will be cold and his cupboard will be empty. And I thought, well, that's a good way to pray for somebody who's turning their back on all things good or the right things or God is to pray that um, I say to people often as parents who are feeling that about their prodigal, pray them into the pig pen because Ah. it's when things are not going their way that they seek the Lord. They find out what's really in their heart. It kind of cuts away all the clutter that can hide what's real. Pray them into the pig pen. Pray them into the pig that pen. That should be the name of one of your books. Yeah, we could write that one. I'm telling you. Pray them into the pig pen. That is a good book title. I think it would be an excellent yes. book title. So pray them into the pig pen. <laughs> yeah. And and that's not meaning that we're being vengeful or vindictive. No, no. And I think that you're actually touching on something very important when we're wanting God to answer our prayers and knowing that God will begin to work in our own heart. It's as we as we yield our hearts to the Lord and make sure we're praying with the right motives. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that motive would be, I mean, sometimes David's prayers, but it surely sounded like that he was kind of wanting people to get hurt. That's why I love the Psalms because what we're really getting to do is to read David's prayer journal mm-hmm. and he's so real. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a place where he can say, pray exactly the way I'm praying. But <laughs> what I love about it is it takes away all the right and wrong. Like just pray your heart. If we bear our heart open before the Lord, then we give him opportunity to work with our hearts. And I have to be honest, I have felt like David has felt at times and asked him to, you know, I'm a pastor's wife. Good heavens. There's times when you're like, I want them out of here. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I do, I do. All right, let's go. I'm still, I want to stay with this pray of the pig pen for a little while. Okay. okay. So um, people are listening out here whose husbands or wives are involved with other people. As a matter of fact, one of our Facebook groups has well over 5,000 people just in that one group that mm-hmm. are people who are standing from the marriages whose spouses aren't. Mm-hmm. And and the vast majority of those have a spouse who is involved with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other situations in there as well, like controlling and dominating spouses and every other thing you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But by far, the number one reason would be he's in love, feels like he's in love with her or mm-hmm. she feels like she's in love with him. And and these people had been praying, God, mm-hmm. make my husband change, make my wife change, which mm-hmm. if based on what you said earlier, it seems that we see Similarly, God's mm-hmm. going to let them make their own choices. Right. But what I've heard you say so far is two things. Mm-hmm. One is that by opening my heart up in prayer, God's going to do subtle things in me that mm-hmm. can affect the other person, even if I'm not aware of it, right? That's right. Absolutely. I want to talk more about that. Okay. But the other is that I can open my heart up, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think you're right. I can say things. God's a big guy. He's not going to mm-hmm. get mad. Right. <laughs> Right. Like you shouldn't have said that that yes. way. Okay. He's listening. Uh-huh. And that we can pray, God, bring an obstacle between my husband and his mm-hmm. lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, get my husband fired mm-hmm. because he's got too much money and it's making it too easy or mm-hmm. because his job is taking him to where she is. Or mm-hmm. And those are the kind of things that you who study prayer. Right. You would recommend that, right? I would, because God is sovereign. He sees things that you don't see, things that you would never see. And God promises in his word that he'll work with the things that he knows and the things that he sees. He's promising that he's going to work it all together for good. It is a good thing to want your marriage to mm-hmm. um, thrive, not just mm-hmm. survive, but thrive. And, and so you can ask the Lord to work in those things that he knows. 
I have not been in the situation in my marriage, but with my child, I really wrestled with this whole free will thing. I was mm. like, Lord, why can't you just negate the free will? Because I'm <laughs> praying, you know, I was praying some Jeremama, not Jeremiah over my child. And um, the Lord said to me in that praying, I sensed him saying to me, Leanne, I'm not going to do what you're asking me to do because I respect a boundary I set for myself which is that boundary of a person's freedom to choose. Mm. And so he will not let even our intercessory prayers force him over a boundary that he has self-imposed on himself for their freedom to choose. But he also said this to me, I will meticulously and methodically work in that person's heart and in the circumstances of their life Mm -hmm. in in direct response to your prayers. And so the Lord assured me, like what we're saying, he would Mm -hmm. work in circumstances and situations and in ways that he knew because he knows their heart better than Uh, we do. mm -hmm. And so he knows how to work. Like if I knew the ins and outs of my spouse's heart and could, could do things that I know would affect him to come back, I would do that. Well, the Lord knows the ins and outs of our spouse's hearts. He knows it of our hearts, too. Mm -hmm. And what we're really asking in prayer is for the floodgates of heaven to move on behalf of our spouse and and in the way that would draw them back to him and then draw them back to us. I I like what you're saying. I'm in agreement. Mm -hmm. Not long ago, a lady sent me a, a message on Facebook, and she said, I've been praying for my husband to change, and God has had Ample opportunity to do something about this. (laughs) And God has not. She said, I'm through with my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm done with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm through with God. Mm -hmm. I'm done with him. So can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, people, well, maybe put one thing in before that. Some people are afraid. And and I think sometimes it's because of what they've heard on television Mm -hmm. that it's my fault. Yes. I'm not giving enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not good enough. Let's talk about that. Okay. And then... Let's go to what she said about, okay, I'm done. God didn't answer this the way I wanted him to, and I'm done with God. Let's talk about both those things. Okay, two things. Okay, so the first thing is, am I doing something wrong? That's right after the Lord was teaching us his prayer in Matthew, when he talks about Matthew 6, where he's talking about how to pray, and then he talks immediately about unforgiveness. So if in that, and that could be a big one for this situation, because in that scenario, if there's bitterness, unforgiveness toward your husband or the other person or your spouse or the other person, then that could be a barrier in your prayer. Okay, you're right. I remember I said that model prayer. Okay. He said, because if you don't forgive others. Then I can't forgive you, which means there's a barrier between you and him. You know, you can't, you can't come to God and expect him to just freely open up and give to you if you've got this impasse going on. So that's one um, an example of um, ways that we can change. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I believe that that's a place that the enemy really loves to camp out to get us to be confused about. Do think it's our fault or yeah. not forgiving? I think it's, well, the not forgiving is just a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's an issue with the Lord because look what Jesus did for us. Mm-hmm. And that's his point always. He's like, are you kidding me? He does, That's really not what God says, but that's how I think about it. You know? <laughs> well, I think it's okay. To, You're to not going to forgive them. And, and, you and want me to I've done you? this. Mm-hmm. I've done all this. So it's that kind of thing. But, um, but you, you do know. I mean, and I know you do because mm-hmm. you deal with real life. You're real. You're a real yeah. person. That well, some people aren't. I mean, you know I that know, some religious right. of facade, writers yeah. are not real, but you are, mm-hmm. and you know that if if my wife is sleeping with Charlie, 
it's going to be awfully easy for me to have a lot oh. of bitterness toward Charlie as well Absolutely. as my wife. And, but, but I want to make sure people are hearing this point. So here I am begging God to do something when I'm holding all this bitterness and rage in my heart. Yes. Are you saying that God's not hearing me at all? Well, he's hearing you, but you're stopping his releasing, perhaps stifling his releasing of the answer to your prayer because you are blatantly standing on one side of something he asked you to stand on the other side of. And can I speak to how to deal with that kind of unforgiveness? Please. I was in a worship service one day and I had that in my heart. I didn't know I could, but I did. I had it against a person. Mm -hmm. And I was very justified in my understanding. Even while we were worshiping at church, I'm holding my hands up, worshiping, and I'm feeling very justified when, again, the Spirit of the Lord, I felt Him to say to me, What are you doing? You are, and I'm like, I'm worshiping you. (laughs) And He said, You can't be worshiping me and feeling that way about this person. And my response was listing all the reasons I was justified to feel that way. Hmm. And the Lord then, of course, took me to the cross and said, you don't stand on a hill and they stand in a ditch when you're standing at the foot of the cross. Hmm. You are on level ground. So that was the first chastisement. The second was this. He said, I'm not asking you to do something you cannot do because I could not do it. I mean, it was not in me to do it. He said, but. Great harm. Right. Hmm. Okay. All right. So. You're going to finish that? About, okay, what do you do? I mean, you realize those two things, then how do I forgive? Well, you bow down to the Lordship of Christ. You see, for me, that was a release because I knew how to submit my will, my person to him. I've mm-hmm. been doing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that would be another step in talking about answer to prayer. Um, when we come to pray, you know, the posture is typically to bow down when we pray. But that is a physical posture to represent just yielding ourselves completely to the authority, of course, in reverence, but also yielding ourselves to the wisdom of God. And um, to your original person who said, I gave God ample time. I mean, I've given God ample time in a a lot of situations. So I feel very compassionate toward that feeling. And I've Mm -hmm. talked to many people who feel the same way. I have felt that way many times. Mm -hmm. However, who are we to know how long is long enough? Who are we to know? And how do we know how much God is doing in that person's heart? Very very often we're the last one to understand what all is going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe partly because we're so focused on getting the answer to our prayer that we cannot focus on anything else. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think that if we had more confidence that when we pray, God's on it. He's mm-hmm. responding. Then we could step back and trust him. We may begin to see a little better what's happening around the edges. And it may not, the answer may not come in the way we had imagined. Yeah. And therefore, the path of taking it may be, may be different. And we miss it altogether because we're insisting on the path we have in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even in life itself, isn't it amazing yeah. how that we have this idea of how life is going to be? Mm-hmm. And very seldom for anybody does it want to be exactly what you expect. Right. Okay. So to the person like the lady that I saw somebody posted uh, yesterday mm-hmm. when I advertised this particular program and a lady posted under there, okay, I'm glad to hear this because I've been wondering if I've been praying hard enough. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that, the thing of, all right, yeah. I understand the forgiveness thing, right. but you're not saying that I have to be absolutely no. perfect. 
No, not at all. You just have to be yielded. You have to be pliable. You have to be honest with God. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that sometimes there are um, prayers that become very fervent, you know, and and we have much emotion that comes with them. That's not something that we, we don't get. Extra. They may not. They may not because it's still ultimately their choice. Right. But by my being a servant, and of course, uh, for those who are listening, yes, we still have as our goal trying to help you save your marriage. Right. That's why our nonprofit <laughs> exists. But we do accept the reality mm-hmm. that, that sometimes that, that doesn't happen. Sometimes people mm-hmm. divorce you, marry the other person, and go on with their lives, and, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. A celebrity couple that I married, um, well, 10 years ago comes up this in June. That's, mm-hmm. Time flies. Mm-hmm. Each of those, and I'll leave them unnamed, but each of those, had fought very hard to try to save their marriages, mm-hmm. very hard. And and uh, one of them, particularly the female, had been accused of all kinds of terrible things. I mean, and, and the newspapers, it made the, the news programs, et cetera, the things she was accused of that she didn't do. I mean, I know because I was, I was there. I was involved. And nobody ever asked me more than she did. Nobody. What does God want me to do? More than any other person I've ever worked with individually. Mm-hmm. After that was finally over, and she worked hard in it, her husband chose to do other things. Mm-hmm. Then I worked with this, another celebrity, this I'm a male, and his wife chose to do other things. Well, I finally introduced the two of them, and then about a year after that, I officiated a wedding. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said, and of course, there are the celebrities in the audience, and I don't know if they're Christians or not. I have no mm-hmm. idea. And, and, of course, we work with a lot of people who are Christians. Mm-hmm. One of the things I said in the ceremony was, the reason that you had this day is because you were both faithful. And, and while it didn't turn out like you prayed for, mm-hmm. you have now wound up with a tremendous blessing in your life mm-hmm. because you were surrendered. Mm-hmm. And she told me uh, about a year or two after that, she said, I never knew what it was like to truly be loved mm-hmm. until now. So we really want to help people save their marriages. We really right. do. But if that other person chooses not, mm-hmm. then, then what I hear you saying pretty clearly is if you say surrendered, Mm-hmm. yielded to God, not perfect, Mm-mm. not mm-hmm. perfect, then actually this prayer becomes part of the blessing that comes to you later yes. because of the fact that it keeps you mm-hmm. focused on God and not you. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Oh, absolutely. And that's the, I think that's part of what happens when we pray. God has us as the prime person. Remember I said, be pliable, be, be mm-hmm. moldable. And when we give ourselves to God and let him work in us, and while we're praying, he's working on us. Mm-hmm. And um, God knows. He already knows what's coming. He knows if he, and if we hang with him, if we stay close to him and we trust him, just trust him, then um, if things don't happen the way we think they should, if we don't see exactly the answers we're looking for, then I like to say God is Ephesians 3.20-ing my prayer. He's doing exceedingly abundantly beyond all I could ask or imagine. Hmm. And um, back to the person who gives up, I want to say to those people who may be very close to giving up on their, on their spouse, on their faith in God, mm-hmm. I want to say to them, you stay with the Lord. I don't know exactly what will happen, but I do know that he has promised if you stay with him, you stay faithful and true to him, he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you can ask or imagine. I do believe that. I really do. But sometimes it seems like there's a big valley between those two things. Yes. I mean, here I am, I'm right. my heart out, doing all these things. You, you yeah. had to, I can answer. Right, twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. 
but in his still small voice, come back and say, oh, Leanne, it's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, Leanne, I'll be there for you. But you know what I felt that still small voice say? Okay. Are we done now? <laughs> and, you know, for this Southern Baptist girl, that isn't supposed to happen. And I immediately thought, I mean, just the thought planted in my mind, what would it be like for God to suddenly not be in my life anymore? Hmm. And I literally thought, I wouldn't know how to get out of this bathtub without him. So are you saying that sometimes then he just lets you hurt for a while? Yeah, that's that's part of the mysterious part of all of this. But it's not meanness. No. It's seeing beyond what we can see. It is. And sometimes, what is it? Our, our, the song that was so popular, sometimes his blessings come through raindrops and his healing comes through tears. Many times the Lord strips away so that he can reveal to us those treasures that are, and let him carry you through that dark place and collect the treasures he has for you there. Hmm. It's, it takes a lot of faith to do that, don't you think? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and maybe I, I sound a little cynical sometimes. I've been through my struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Un, unlike you, I did mine to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the one who, who made them yeah, happen. Self-inflicted. Yeah, wounds. I've done a lot of self-inflicted yeah. wounds in my life. But as I look at that, I've, I've come to the point, and I hope this doesn't sound harsh, that if I give up because things aren't going like I expect them to, I question the depth of such faith. It's like, isn't it isn't the whole thing of understanding that it's not always going to go your way, that, right. that you have to trust that he really is there and that he really is doing what he does, mm-hmm. even when you can't see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's very tempting to give up at that point, but you sure. didn't. Right. Because he didn't, and he didn't rescue you. No, he didn't. In fact, what I was dreading was worse than I had anticipated even. So it just it just was what it was. But I had had that moment with the Lord where I knew it's almost like he brought me to the very edge of my faith. Hmm. And instead of walking away, I was like, no, I stay here. I'm going to stay wherever you're taking me. And really, I wrote a whole book about this, A Woman's Guide to Hearing God's Voice. Mm -hmm. And it's all about when the God that you thought you believed doesn't behave in the way you think he should. Hmm. And when he does that, then you can either decide not to believe him anymore or you can decide that God has parts of himself that he's ready to reveal to you that you did not know before. Hmm. And you just become a student of who God really is and not just insist that he be who you always thought he would be. Okay. Uh, all your books are on Amazon. Yes, they are. With a little a, L E I G H A N N McCoy M C C O I. And then they can find all of your books, including that one you just mentioned. Yes. All right. right. Well, let me ask you more. Then, uh, by the way, we have uh, callers out there. That doesn't represent all the people that we're showing on our mm-hmm. screen here. Um, there, there's a lot more people out there into the thousands mm-hmm. that are listening via their computers. Right. Uh-huh. These are people who are just on the phone listening right now. On the phone. Right. And so, if you would like to ask. Leanne, a specific question about the situation that you're in. Uh, as well. I'm so sorry. I was afraid that, that. Oh, there you are. Okay. Hello. The line is very broken up. We can hardly understand the show. Oh, no. 
What you say? The line is very broken up. I can hardly understand the show. Oh, I am so very sorry. I, I don't know what's causing that. Is there yeah, it's a, more than just me? Pardon? It's more than just me. A lot of people are having problems understanding. Really? I don't know what's happening. Maybe that's something we're locked on radio. Well, are you hearing well enough? Do you have a question? Okay. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why people are having trouble hearing us. I am so sorry that that's the case. Okay. So we're going to go without any more callers. And uh, I don't know what's happening. Like unanswered prayer. You're talking about when we're praying. Well, you're saying that sometimes when we pray that we find out things about us that we weren't aware of before. Okay. Well, I would think in a, um, I'm thinking about it in a marriage situation where you're praying for your marriage. As you're praying and you're really um, seeking the Lord, one of the things that, and I'm just speaking from my own perspective now, that I notice often is in marriage. It's because my marriage always suffers when I am more focused on what I'm needing rather than on what I'm giving. I'm more focused on what I need in the marriage rather than what I'm giving. So so that could be, and it, that's driven a lot of times by pride. It's a very me-centered way of thinking. And most often when I'm praying, pride is what, and that could be a barrier, pride could be. And that would be a way that when I'm praying, that has nothing to do with my husband. That has mm-hmm. to do with me. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord begins to work on exposing that pride in me and then um, helping me to understand how damaging that is. I'm tried with seven books and still walking and talking and teaching what I was teaching before the fire ever started. Yeah, and teaching all across America and other places like in the world. Fiction, yeah. and, and so those things can happen to us. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hate the fact that this program is having difficulty being heard out there. We usually go about an hour, mm-hmm. but I'm probably going to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes or so because mm-hmm. it appears the reason that so many callers are dropping off is because they can't hear. Right. And so bad. Yeah. I I don't know what's causing that. Some Mm -hmm. problem here. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to these folks as we wrap this up then? For the ones who can hear us. Pray and keep on praying. And trust that the whole purpose of prayer is to uh, experience God answer them. Okay. All right. And so it's LeanneMcCoy.com. They can find your blogs there. They can find your books there. And I notice mm-hmm. that you've got some free courses. Yes, I do. There's lots of them. And in fact, one that would be great for our audience, and that is couples praying regardless. Mm-hmm. This course will take you through six weeks. Organizations, et cetera. Right. And they can find that on Leanne McCoy as well. Yes. Uh-huh. And they can connect with me through the website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can send you see more callers dropping up, which means mm-hmm. they're having trouble. So we're having too much of a glitch tonight. Thank you for coming on. You're I appreciate welcome. that. Let's do it again when things are working. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And for all you out there, I hope that uh, you heard some good stuff here. And we'll have Leanne back soon so we can have this. So